0: Welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life brought to you by Gamer Goo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. Hopefully your week is off to a good start. So far, I know, hey, ours here, we have been going crazy at work with this vaccine. We have the Pfizer vaccine, given just so many doses. Uh, today actually is going to be... Uh, A day where we have almost 30 doses that we can just kind of give out, which is kind of crazy. So we're trying to make sure we get rid of those today because tomorrow is actually the last day of our scheduled doses of this batch of the vaccine. And then we're going to have a little bit of a break uh, I think about a week and a half or so before we get the next round of Pfizer to kind of give those second doses um, to folks. But uh, it's been a crazy week at work, but things hopefully are going to calm down here just a little bit. Give us a little bit of a break, but hopefully you're having a good week. And we have some fun things to talk about here today on the show. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping as always. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. Of course, you can always email the show at enthusedlife at gmail.com. Now, let's kick it off today with the story coming out of Sony. Say coming out of Sony was actually kind of an expose, if you want to say, by Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. And this broke over the weekend, or maybe it was even Friday. I know this kind of tipped off to me over in the Discord. Um, And uh, then suddenly I saw all over my Twitter feed. And uh, this was basically about the idea that Sony now is really doubling down and, and kind of playing it safe by looking at only delivering these high quality, kind of high bar exclusive games to the PlayStation consoles this generation. Now, you know, when I think back to like the PlayStation 3 era, it seemed like at that time, Sony was really kind of where Microsoft is right now in terms of like the indie games. You know, you think of games like Flower, games like Journey, you know, they were really kind of letting some of their developers and the kind of internal studios really kind of run, run with this idea of creating this very unique and and just creative games because they kind of had to, right? I mean, when back then, you know, they were, I don't want to say losing to the 360, but you had to have a reason to have that console. And I, I still think this story kind of exposes kind of still that same mindset that Sony's like, we, we have to have something that makes our console exclusive. Now, as of late here recently, MLB The Show 21 was one of those reasons, right? It was exclusive. Uh, we've kind of found out that it was MLB that actually pushed that game to get to the Xbox. And he's actually, I found out even this weekend, it's being published by the MLB, On the Xbox so it's not even Sony even though Sony developed it. it's being published on the Xbox by the MLB so that's kind of that reason why it was able to be there Um, but Sony needs a reason for people to buy a PlayStation 5 or even a PlayStation 4 and really the only way for them to compete is to have these exclusive games but the problem is you can't just always put out God of War or Horizon or Last of Us or any you know just these big games you also have to supplement it with these smaller games And, and, you know, it's one of those things that, sure, it's worked for them somewhat in the past, you know, especially this PlayStation 4 generation. I mean, they have you look back at some of the greatest games of this past generation, they're all almost on the PlayStation platform, right? Now, I say that, but that's if you're into single-player, third-person action games. When you go down the list of the games that are the, you know, what I would think Sony would consider the high-quality, exclusive games... They're all very samey, you know, like like there, there isn't really a big gap between the games. Sure, God of War and Horizon are very different thematically, story-wise, some of the systems built in there, but it's still a third-person action game. You know, it's like Sony, all their games, all their exclusives, which, hey- I love me some Sony exclusives. Every IP that I mentioned right there, absolutely love. And, and all the other games they make, you know, Uncharted, Last of Us. Um, you know, we're going to have Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man. You can throw Spider-Man in the mix now with that. Um, you know, these are games that are just incredible. But, again, very samey, right? Where you, When you look at now where Microsoft's kind of setting themselves up by, I mean, essentially buying, you know, catalogs and these picking up these studios, the types of games that you're getting there are just so different and so vast that there really is something for everyone. You know, it almost seems like the PlayStation platform now with its exclusives are really kind of for, I don't want to say the hardcore gamer, because I know there are people, uh, there's actually one person in the Discord I can think of right now who um, wasn't really a big gamer and kind of in the last couple of years here kind of got into gaming and now is, you know, has been blown away by some of these games and somewhat recently played through Horizon and was just like, wow. He could go and play God of War or go play Uncharted or, you know, Last of Us thematically is a little bit, you know, some people get into, even me personally, we just wasn't really, couldn't really get into Last of Us 2 that much. Um, You know, there's you could go and play these other games just because of the quality and and the storytelling and the way those games present their stories. Um, But again, you know, I think ultimately PlayStation, you know, you may find where, sure, us as a hardcore gamer, like in my case, I had to buy a PlayStation Five because I have to play those exclusives. Like that's just me. I know I was gonna want to play those games, even though I don't even know what all those games are gonna be yet. You know, five years from now, who knows what's gonna come out? But I know that I would want to be playing those games, so I just have to have a PlayStation Five for that reason. Where if someone comes up to me and they're just a casual gamer, you know, maybe they play Madden, they play Fortnite, Call of Duty. You know, they're they're not really into everything. And you come up to me and ask me right now, what system should I buy? I'm probably going to tell you the Xbox because Game Pass is just so, um, you know, such a value right now. And with you look at the portfolio that Microsoft has now and the studio is working for them by building big budget games like, you know, you're going to obviously get the, your first party games like Halo Infinite, but you're also going to get the Bethesda games, which of course now are first party, but, you know, that are known like the Elder Scrolls 6 to Fallout to then, you know, the smaller games like uh, you know, Ori or any of the, these smaller games, like that's where I think people go. Where the, this news that Sony is really just doubling down on these big, high-quality exclusives, it, you're not going to get those smaller games like Ori kind of thrown in there, you know. And that I think is somewhat—I don't want to say di- concerning—because I saw some people say "Oh my God, it's concerning." It's just somewhat disappointing. It's like that was what made one of the things that made this the two consoles just different and. You know to have two people or two platforms making games like that um, would be great. I mean, Nintendo obviously, we know what Nintendo makes, right? They they kind of just have a portfolio of games and IPs. I mean, really, they have a portfolio of IPs and just kind of keep making some of the same games <laughs> or taking those IPs and just putting them into you know different style of games that people are just there because they love the IPs, they you know, they love Nintendo uh, uh characters. Um, Sony, you know, never really was that way. And, you know, a game like Ratchet and Clank um, looks incredible. I mean, maybe that will be something that will push people over. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, th- I think this is kind of jumping the gun as well. I think that, you know, maybe this story, because uh, really where, where the story was going, I didn't even get into the, the meat of it, was there was uh, supposedly a Last of Us remake uh, that was set to be made. And uh, it was put onto one of the smaller teams and eventually it was taken away and put under just Naughty Dog themselves. Uh, and also the team that made uh, Days Gone was looking to make a uh, sequel. Sony said, nope, split the teams up kind of into different parts of Naughty Dog. And so that was kind of where this was And you know, like I said, you know, you almost wonder, is this jumping the gun of just right now, you know, like Sony right now could be looking at this and say, we need the to focus on these AAA exclusive blockbuster games now like because we need to get these games out within the next year and a half to get on to you know a really kind of heat up the competition against Microsoft because they look down the pipe and they look they're looking down down the barrel of a gun right now they see Elder Scrolls 6 they see Starfield from Bethesda you know they see all Halo Infinite they see all these big Microsoft games that are going to be coming out what does Sony have you know they they have you know, uh, uh, Halo or Sony has um, Ratchet and Clank, you know, assumingly they have Horizon. We know they have God of War coming, but, you know, is that going to be enough when you look at what what Microsoft has coming? I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of an interesting story. And, and you know, I kind of I just felt I needed to talk about it a little bit. For me, I think I said yesterday that this uh, at first was almost like a non-story story where I'm like, yeah, it just kind of makes sense. They they need their exclusives, and I think that's probably their mindset. Is kind of how I originally thought of the story was that you know they need to have those big exclusives to battle Microsoft. Because not only is it just the games themselves, they have to have to battle. These games are included with Game Pass, so they need to find out a big. These games need to be not only you know games that people want, but they need to be high bar and high quality. And you know because I'm on the Microsoft side. People are just going to get these games, right? Nobody's really going to buy the games. And so it's like Sony even needs to respond to that and maybe their way rather than creating a Game Pass service, which supposedly, you know, PlayStation Now is supposed to be that and, the, you know, maybe eventually it'll it'll kind of roll over into these games launching immediately on PlayStation Now. I mean, that really is the only answer to Game Pass that they could possibly do. Um, but maybe it's also just, you know, we need to focus on these games and make sure that they are some of the best games that will come out this generation and that could be where their mindset is right now. But you know, I have a feeling that probably will have to shift at some point. Um, all right, let's shift gears away from games and talk about a couple cool things. A couple neat little stories that came out yesterday. Uh, first of all is uh, ESPN. If you ever watch their documentary series, 30 for 30, it's great. There's one on the XFL that I recommend. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other episodes. I mean, there's so many episodes of the show. It's awesome. It, it's just, you know, the classic documentary Uh, But it's all focused on sports. Um, Sometimes it's on an athlete. Sometimes it's on an event. Well, there's a new one coming to uh, ESPN, and it's based on American Gladiators. Now, for some of you, if you're too young, you may not remember this show. And I want to say they tried to reboot it at some point, but... um, you know, that, that's a whole other story. Uh, but the original American Gladiators was awesome. And if you're not familiar with the show, they would basically take, like, two men, two women, and they would compete against each other. The two guys would compete in their own little things, and the women would compete. And they would compete against the American Gladiators. And these were just, like, larger-than-life, you know, almost like action figure-type people, you know, guys that were just ripped. I mean, pretty much, just think of professional wrestlers. That's who these people were. They are people that probably didn't want to get into professional wrestling but got into um, – you know the American gladiators, and it was almost like wipeout in a sense, if you want to say. But like the gladiators were literally fighting the people, so they would do joust. That was where, like right now, if you go to, um, like my kids will have like a little carnival at school or whatever, and they'll have inflatables. They always have a joust thing now there, and it's literally you stand on the podiums with the big, you know, foam things on each side, and they would fight, and whoever could stay the longest against the American gladiator. You know, the next person would go and whoever had stayed the the longest would get the points. Or if they knocked the gladiator off, they'd get more points. Or they had another one where they were in these big steel balls and they would be running like a a gerbil, you know, kind of running in the ball around this, this uh, play field. And they had these uh, like pits, not really a pit. I mean, you actually kind of had to go up it, but it would kind of set in and the ball would set in. And if you got in it, you'd get a point and the gladiator would try to knock you off that from getting in there. And they, you know, would have a minute, two minute time limit. And you'd get points for that. Or there was another one that was like an obstacle course. And you had to run and get through it. And the gladiator was shooting you with a tennis ball, like gun, basically. I mean, it was so over the top, but such like a late 80s, early 90s show. And it was on like, when I remember watching it, it it would always be like on a Saturday or Friday night, I'd have like a sleepover. And, uh, you know, be on like one in the morning on my local channel or midnight, whatever it was. And I would just stay up so late. And, you know, me and my friends would just try as hard as we could to stay up to watch it. And we were just dumbfounded by this show. And I think even on Saturday nights, it would come on after WWF's like Saturday night main event. And so it was like you'd have this Saturday night where it would be like, you know, pro wrestling with like Hulk Hogan and Honky Tonk Man and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then follow that up with American Gladiators. And it was just such a cool thing as a kid to watch this show and uh, I mean pretty much every weekend either someone was sleeping over my house or I was sleeping over one of my buddies' houses and I mean this was the show that we watched and I remember then we'd go to school the next week and talk all about you know I'm trying to think of some of the people I think one guy's name was like Avalanche or there was Ice yeah I, I, they were just dumb names like that you know and it was so cool and then you know that was kind of what led to uh, Nickelodeon If you remember, I mean, Double Dare obviously was a show and and Double Dare wasn't exactly like this, but it was like, you know, you had Double Dare, you had Guts, if you remember that, or Legend of the Hidden Temple. Um, Those style of shows were awesome on Nickelodeon because they were all kind of like bred from the American Gladiators model. It was just that kind of that same thing. Um, it, It was such a cool show. So I can't wait to watch this and just see the behind the scenes is I think they're going to get some of the original uh, gladiators on there to talk about their time with it, which God, I can't wait to see some of these people now. Um, it's going to be cool. You know, I think it's going to be pretty neat uh, to get some insight into it. And if you've never seen American gladiators and you know what I'm talking about, just go watch. I'm sure there's tons of clips up on YouTube. And uh, it was, uh, it was a hell of a show, man. And I love calling the, you know, these type of shows like action figure shows. I mean, that's the one thing about even wrestling in the eighties. I mean, even still, obviously they make action figures, but back then, like, that's what they were looking for. We're like, people that couldn't really just wrestle you needed to have like that star power where they could literally sell an action figure about you and that's what the American Gladiators were it was and then they did they actually put out American Gladiator toys i remember there was the joust you'd put the characters like on the thing and i think you kind of move two little sticks and the joust would move back and forth uh, which i think i had that cuz joust was like my favorite thing to watch it was that and that ball one i remember um But uh, no date on this, I think, when it's coming out. But I'll definitely be uh, keeping you guys informed on that one because I definitely want to see that when that eventually airs. uh, Hopefully, it'll be uh, pretty cool. Yeah, here's some of the names. So uh, Nitro, Lace, Gemini, Zap. Um, You know, just kind of crazy names. That's hilarious. Um, But uh, all right, let's talk about another thing. We got some news over on the Netflix side of things. Two, actually, uh, things coming to Netflix. Uh, The first one is uh, this movie called Hometown or home team, I'm sorry. And this movie is going to have Kevin James in it. And uh, it's going to have Kevin James playing Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, which is kind of crazy. And the story is going to be about in 2012, when, you know, Sean Payton was suspended. And this is one reason why I'm sorry, Saints fans, I know even some of our Discord members are Saints fans. I can't support the Saints ever. Number one, because they're our rival here in Carolina. Uh, But Sean Payton was suspended because they had the bounty gate. He basically was telling the players, like, if you can hurt people on the other team, you'll get paid. And they had, like, this list of all these players and all that. And, I mean, it's just ridiculous, right? And when you think about football, sure, guys are out there hitting people and getting hurt. But to have a scandal like that, I mean, my opinion, Sean Payton should have never been in the league ever again because of especially kind of the stance. I mean, he's lucky this happened when it did. This was kind of, I don't want to say pre— you know, CTE or, or concussions, but you know, before they really dove into the concussion protocol big time, that's when this happened. It's like he came back and it was what a year or two after that is when it really blew up. Had this happened during all that or right now, I think he would have been gone forever. Um, but Kevin James uh, is going to play Sean Payton and the story is going to take part like after that. And he goes home and he kind of reassesses his life, puts it in perspective, and becomes the, the uh, offensive coach for the Liberty Christian Warriors, his son's sixth grade football team. Um, so, I think that should be fun. I'm sure it'll be a good, good movie. And I mean, Kevin James, you look at the guy, especially today, he just looks like a football coach, right? And then we love uh, the, the King of Queens. Great show. Um, so, I'm definitely looking forward to that. No time, I think, of when that's going to come out, but it's actually being um, developed by uh, Happy Madison Productions, which is Adam Sandler's company. So, you know, it's going to be a great, great movie. So, looking forward to seeing that. And then the other movie that we got news of, and this is very early stages right now, not a lot of uh, stuff known yet about it, but. Uh, There is a live action Gundam movie coming to Netflix. Uh, It's being uh, put together by Legendary Entertainment, the company, of course, that did like Kong Skull Island, and director Jordan Vogt Roberts. Uh, He uh, has done um, some other just incredible films. So this is going to be pretty interesting, you know, a live action Gundam movie. Now, Gundam, you know, if you've ever seen. Just the big robots, you know, these kind of mecca-type things. Um, you know, we had, what was it, Pacific Rim, I think, came out here in the States. And that did pretty well. I mean, a lot of people really enjoyed that movie. I've only seen the first one and liked it. You know, and anything with large robots is always cool. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with it. Um, you know, are they... Movies for the ages? No. Are they just that summer popcorn flick? Yes. And I think that's what this would be. Now, there are a lot of Gundam fans, though. And that's what is interesting here is, you know, and Gundam is something I never really jumped into. I don't know if anybody out there really has. Um, But, you know, I guess this is going to take place in the universal century, which is, uh, I guess, the timeline that the original Gundam anime is set in, which would make sense, right? If they're going to do a Gundam movie, start at the beginning, like get there so you can maybe potentially make sequels, right? I think that's what you would want um, people to, to, or you would want to do is make more sequels so you can get more people kind of on board for the property. Um, but uh, it's interesting. And the fact that it's Netflix, you know, I mean, what's, what's the quality this going to be? I mean, Netflix obviously puts out high quality stuff, um, but to make a movie featuring Gundam, I mean, you're going to need a lot, a lot of special effects. So I'm kind of interested to see kind of how this is all going to play out. But um, yeah, well, I'm sure hopefully we'll get some more news on that soon as it, as it gets closer. But that's going to do it for me today, guys. Um, you know, as always, big thanks to Gamer Goo for supporting the show. Gamer Goo, that anti-perspirant for your hands, gives you up to four hours of non-sweaty gamer hand coverage. Head over to GamerGoo.com. You can check out all the different scents over there, including the orange, the peppermint, the cherry blossom, the teakwood, and the latest, the beach breeze. Uh, if you're interested in purchasing some, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, as a belt Enthusiast Life. Save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me. Have a great rest of your day, and until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time.